such a nice uh, topic this Monday morning with our dear mm -hmm. friend Mitali Paul. Uh, we're going to talk about the science of empathy and gratitude, right? Yeah. Um, so what is empathy, Mitali? So um, empathy um, is the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and the ability to kind of feel and, um, you know, look at things from another person's perspective. A lot of times empathy and sympathy get, you know, yes. interchangeably used, right. but they're very different. Okay. And um, sympathy is when you feel sorry for someone when you feel you know you're you're feeling bad about someone or something and okay. it involves more of pity yeah uh, but empathy is not only are you you know w when you feel sympathetic you're you're feeling bad for them mm -hmm. but you're not really mirroring those feelings you're not ah. feeling those yourself yeah right but um in empathy you're actually walking in the other person's shoes and feeling for them so yes. Say you have a friend that, you know, um, a very close friend that loses a family member. Yes. You're not going to feel sympathy towards them. You're yes. going to feel empathy, empathy towards them yes. because this is someone, a loved one that is hurting. Yeah. Right. And so you're actually going to feel that pain yes. or you're going to feel for them right. and for their loss. Yeah. So there's a slight distinction, but, you know, it's about, you know, similar processes going on in your brain, yeah. you know, and we'll get into the neurological uh, piece of yes. it, which is very fascinating. Yeah. But that's kind of the difference yeah. between empathy yeah. and sympathy. Yes. And I kind I think I get it because um, so recently in our community was a big thing. Um, this family lost both their kids at the same time in an mm -hmm. uh, in an accident. Mm -hmm. um, so the whole community came together. But you know these thoughts were running in my mind as a mom, right? Like, yeah. and I would just start mm -hmm. crying because you're like, you know, you everything for me right now runs around my kids, right? Absolutely. Like you're like, oh my God, how would that mom be feeling? Like it's time mm -hmm. for kids to come home, like, you know, waking mm -hmm. up and ex so mm -hmm. like you get it, but I don't know if you feel too much of it, right? <laughs> yeah. So, But I guess as mothers, we are more yes. sensitive to yes. it. You know? And there's actually a gender difference too. So when you do research and you look at functional MRI, so you can actually tell the different parts of the brain that get activated when oh. you're feeling feelings of empathy or feelings of gratitude. Yeah. And again, we'll, we'll delve a little bit into it. But again, it's very fascinating to see there's actually a difference between genders. Oh. Now, overall, women tend to feel mm -hmm. the pain yeah. more yeah. than men, you okay. know. Uh, but overall, in how we react or do something about it mm -hmm. uh, may not be a significant difference between men or women. Right. But women Women are, in general, more in tune yeah. with other people's feelings, you okay. know, and yeah. so they tend to be a little bit more uh, emotional, empathetic, okay. and um, we'll delve into that. So you okay. have actually three types of empathy. Okay. Uh, you have the emotional empathy, or it's also called the affective empathy, and this is where whatever feelings that somebody else is feeling or yeah. going through, yeah. you have a reaction or a response to the other person's feelings. Okay. It's almost like it's a mirror effect. Yeah. And there's actually neurons in your um, brain that are called the mirror neurons. Right. And so they actually mirror somebody else's feelings or experience or emotions that they're going through that's interesting. right yeah. and so that's the effective of emotional empathy, empathy piece okay. and that's where you see the gender difference between men and women where okay. men um you know women tend to feel that 
uh, emotional empathy more strongly right. than men do. Yes. Then you have two other types. You have the cognitive empathy, mm -hmm. and then you have compassionate empathy. Yeah. So cognitive empathy, um, sometimes it's referred to, or in layman's terms, is perspective taking. Right. Okay. Your you're able to identify, yeah. you know, not only are you feeling the feelings of the yeah. other person, yeah. but you're able to identify and understand their emotions. Okay. Where are they coming from? Yeah. Right. And this is very important when you're doing negotiations or you're trying to motivate other people or mm -hmm. you're trying to resolve a conflict. Yeah. Because not only do you understand their emotions, you're understanding that perspective, where yeah. they're coming from. Right. right? Yes. And so, again, when you're trying to connect with somebody else yeah. at work, at home, yeah. it's important right. not just to understand their yeah. emotions but yeah. also understand the perspective that they're coming from right and then the third one is called compassionate empathy okay so that happens when we not only understand the person's predicament we're feeling their feelings but we're then driven to action oh, right yeah so the example that you gave me, yeah where you know you're feeling uh, these parents lost their children yeah. right you're feeling deeply for them yes but then the community comes together mm -hmm. and they're driven to action. Yes. So maybe they're helping with meal trains. Maybe yeah. they're helping with funeral arrangements. Right. Maybe they're helping with just being there for the family mm -hmm. and running errands and yes. doing things to yeah. support them through this crisis yes. yeah. and, uh, you know, helping them long term yeah. or what have you. And right. that's where you see compassionate empathy yeah. where okay. you're feeling you understand where they're coming from as a parent you put yourself in their shoes yes. and then you're driven to action yes. and that's the compassionate empathy piece that drives us to do you know philanthropic work mm -hmm. to volunteer yeah um to even do things you know not just in people that you know could be a complete stranger you yes. know yeah. um i was talking to someone yesterday and she lost her mom and we were talking about homelessness and we were just driving yeah. and we saw this homeless person yeah. on the side of the street and she was she just shared with me that um you know i was going to um i usually have water Mm -hmm. or cereal bars or something that I'll give to homeless people oh. like at, at the yeah, street. Uh, like when you're driving to yeah, work yes. and you see someone, yes. I don't like to give money because yeah. again, at this, I don't know what, you know, if they're really going to use the money for the right reasons. Yes. Right. And she shared with me that um, when her mom passed away, she had all these jackets and warm clothes and sweaters of mm -hmm. her mom. And she just put them in the back of her car. And anyway, anytime she's driving, if she sees someone, you know, yeah. she gives them a jacket. Yes. And to me, again, it's like a great example of how you're passing on your mother's legacy, yes. right? Yeah. And doing something for someone. Yeah. And that's where you have that compassionate empathy. Yeah. You understand that the person it's, doesn't have the needs and yeah. you're, you know, trying yeah. to help them out. Yeah. So. I, ha I have this neighbor uh, and this was like, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't think about it. Like she'll see construction workers working mm -hmm. in the cold weather and she'll just go buy them like uh, coffee and mm -hmm. donuts and things mm -hmm. like that. I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, that's like so like because yeah. you see them all the time, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. cross your mind to that they're feeling cold too, exactly. right? To take care of them. So exactly. yeah. You know? I know. And Houston's probably, you know, summers when you think about <laughs> exactly. it, you know, yeah. I feel so bad for all the construction workers or people yeah. that, you know, even people that are keeping our, you know, our landscaping yes. intact and things like that. It's not a place you want to be working outdoors when it's, yeah. you know, 100 degrees. Yes. And how often we drive by and not even think about, yes. you know, yeah. um, someone or something else. else. Yeah. And so so that's that's kind of empathy. But, you know, the interesting thing about what's happening in your brain when you feel empathy 
is the fascinating part that I wanted to focus on because, you know, yes, there's karma and, you know, your parents always raise you saying, do good and good will come come back to you you and all of that. I mean, there's all of those reasons, right? Right. But even if you are the most selfish person and only want to think about yourself, like empathy actually helps you, right? Because the way it actually activates about, and there's a lot of research and it's fascinating when you uh, read about, you know, the neuroscience behind it. Uh, There's functional MRIs that can be done in people's brains where you can actually see how your brain gets activated okay. when you practice empathy and when you have empathy. Oh. And um, so there's like 10 different areas in the brain that actually get activated in the process of empathy. So you have like the temporal or the front, frontal lobe yes. and that's where all, you know, you have a lot of the thinking and the reasoning and things like that. And then you have the amygdala, which is at the brainstem, right? Okay. And that's where you have the fight and flight response, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times, you know, when you get anxious, or what have you, it's the negative responses and the fight or flight and the adrenaline Mm. that gets, um, and we we know that, right? Yes. But on the positive side, you have the happy hormones, the Mm feel-good hormones, right? You know, when you work out, you have release of serotonin and that's why you feel better, you know? Empathy has, and we'll talk about gratitude. Empathy and gratitude are two uh, traits that, you know, Earlier, it was believed it was intrinsic. You either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. But these are things that you can actually make an effort to develop and cultivate in yourself, right? And why would I want to be interested? Well, it's actually good for your health. It helps you sleep better. Mm. It actually improves your immune system. Right. It actually, um, you know, helps in so many different ways. Right. In creating that positive thinking helps in fighting anxiety. So it's actually an antidote to anxiety anxiety and stress. Right. Um, And that's why, you know, it's important. So it's important to understand. So an interesting study where you actually see in a functional MRI how empathy reacts. So they took a group of 16 women, okay, okay, and they ended up, they put them, you know, in an MRI machine, and then they um, pricked them with a pin on their hands, right? And so you could see the brain light up, Mm -hmm. the pain matrix, right? Then what they do is... They take these women away and then they tell them that they're doing the exact same thing and they do that to their spouses or their partners. And they're still under the MRI. So you can see Mm -hmm. that the same parts of the brain light up in the MRI. So even though the pain is not being felt by you, it's your partner or your spouse, you actually have the same reaction in your brain. Oh, wow. And so that's really, really fascinating, right? And that's why when you think like mothers know their children, (laughs) you have that deep connection. And there's actually science to show that, that you can feel other people's pain. Now, the flip side of it is if you're too empathetic, like you said, right? Say I'm a frontline healthcare EMS worker. And if I'm constantly feeling the pain of every patient that I'm dealing with, then that's going to lead to burnout, right? So there's that fine balance where you've got to be just enough empathetic, especially if you're in a profession that 
is very demanding yes. and with you know yeah. where people are depending upon yeah. you so it, it gets a little you know um tricky there where you have to find that balance right but otherwise again it's fascinating to see that your brain and your neurons and you know the whole biochemistry yes. of your mind and your body changes when you have empathy when you have gratitude and there's yeah research to support so, it. yeah so i'm glad you said that because you're like you know all the dads out there who say yeah moms <laughs> can feel it you know there is science to yeah. prove it right yeah. not just for the kids but for the spouses too exactly. so. <laughs> maybe not to the same degree <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so obviously when we talk about the benefits of empathy, right, um, there's, uh, and we talked about mirror neurons. So, you know, even, even in our minds, there's, our neurons are kind of constantly getting motor, um, um, you know, um, they're basically looking at people and how you're moving, how you're, you know, your body language, your tone of voice, how you are interacting with me. Mm-hmm subconsciously my neurons are mirroring that so if oh. you come across as you know kind of cold and very reserved yeah. then i i may not realize that but i'm going to kind of mirror that okay and that's where again you know when you think about all the strife we have going around across the world mm-hmm. and you know it's you know you talk about when you see other kids suffering, yes. I mean, it breaks my heart every time I read the news right. and I hear about the women and children yeah. that, you know, everything that's happening, happening yes, in, in Russia, this point in Ukraine, and, you know, Israel yes. with the Hamas attacks. Yeah. I mean, at some point, we tend to get desensitized, right? Yes. Because that's the only way to survive. Because Absolutely. sometimes I just don't read the news because it hurts me. It disturbs me so deeply. Yes. You know, to read some of the things and I mean, the atrocities of war and all of that. Yes. And um, then we get so desensitized yeah. that we're not thinking or we're not talking about it. Um, and that's our survival mechanism, right? That's I'm, I'm our, so glad as humans, that. that's yeah. our way to insulate ourselves yes. from other people's pain. To a certain extent, it's needed. So again, you don't feel completely emotionally drained all yes, the time because right. you're constantly feeling for other yeah, people. Right. But when you take it to the other extreme, right? Yeah. Then there's lack of compassion. Yeah. There's lack of empathy. You're not grateful for what's happening. Um, yeah. And when we know that how you are with others, you, the other person's brain and the chemistry and the neurons are able to mirror that. Yeah. When you think of it, the solution of spreading good in the world is kind of simple yes. because you do good and other people will mirror. Yes. Right. Yes. But are we actually doing that? Mm. I mean, you know, and, and that's where, again, you know, it's, it's important. Yes. During the holidays, we think about charity and we think about being good and all of that. But Again, like, you know, it's it's something that you can practice in your life yeah. every day. Every single day. And yes. it not only helps our community, doesn't not just helps other people, it's actually benefit beneficial for us. Yeah. There are health benefits to it. Right. You know, yeah. For being kind and nice and empathetic and grateful for what you have. There's Absolutely. actually health benefits to yes. it. And there's science to prove. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so glad you said the decent <coughs> because when the Uvalde thing happened after that, like I just could not I had to like on my phone, you know, just take off everything. Even Facebook I stopped because like 
the you, triggers. It, it was trigger, just, you know? yeah, I think it was just too much. And then mm -hmm. you feel so, so sad for those mm -hmm. parents and for mm -hmm. that community that you mm -hmm. just desensitize. So now I can watch the news. I mean, the whole mm -hmm. war thing, yes. seeing the little kids, like I see that sometimes on my husband's phone and it still mm -hmm. triggers, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And especially now with social media, right? So, again, I mean, we can use social media to also spread empathy. Yes. And spread gratitude, right? right? And, yeah. you know, how do you counter all the negative yes, or negativity with, the, yeah, with positivity, with positive, right? right? And it, it's not, oh, you know, you're, you're like, we all have our ups and downs. And yeah. We all have, you know, positives and negatives. Yes, but, yes. um you know, w with empathy, it actually helps you kind of be so much more tolerant, right? right? Because you're constantly thinking about the other person's perspective, yes. yeah. you know, and I had this very interesting discussion with, you know, kind of like a, a coach yeah. and she was talking about how the biggest challenge for her is to empathize with Hitler. And for me, I was like, wow, that's really yeah, that is taking But I mean, yeah. you know, when you start thinking about, you know, some of the things now, you know, there's there's some things that are, you know, generically from all moral compasses are going to be pure evil, yes. period. Yes. And you're not going to disagree with that. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to really empathize with Hitler. It could be someone that you don't see eye to eye at work. Yeah. Or a family member right. that maybe you have a difference of opinion. Mm. I mean, we are so politically polarized right now sometimes it's hard for us to even discuss politics with our friends yes because there's it's so much polarity, yeah right? exactly but then that's where empathy comes into place because you're trying to understand the other person's perspective you're trying yeah. to understand their emotions you're trying yeah. to be respectful yeah of the differences right uh, without getting carried away with your own emotions right yes. and so even in just connecting with people and our day-to-day -day interactions with people yeah. when you practice that empathy it helps you you know cherish those relationships yeah. without and getting your sanity to, yeah. <laughs> and without getting to the point to say oh you know lila is you know <laughs> supporting such and yeah, such person exactly. and now i totally yeah. am questioning my friendship it, with her yes. because you yeah. know how can she even support the, that person, right? Yeah, I mean, we're so caught up in our own yeah. perspectives. Right. And so, um, so you know, how do we develop empathy? Yeah. What are some things that we can we're, do? We're going to take a quick break before sure. we get to that. Uh, and we'll be back right after the break. Okay. Welcome, Houston, to Chai Time on 103.5 FM. We're having this great conversation with Mitali about science of empathy and gratitude. And she's going to help us learn how we develop empathy, right? Sure. So a couple of like really simple or easy things is, you know, active listening. Um, when we practice active listening, we're actually observing the person's body language. We're trying to understand where they're coming from. You ask sensitive questions. You kind of understand what the person's going through and where they're coming from. Right. And that gives us that additional perspective. A lot of times when you're listening, right, we're listening to respond, not listening to understand. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. I learned from one of my coaches or, you know, yeah. one of my mentors. He always said that it's important. Active listening is, you know, most of the times we are listening to respond. You're talking and I'm already thinking about right. <laughs> what you're saying and how I'm going to respond to it mm -hmm. rather than actually paying attention and listening to you. Yeah. Or we're on our phones, we're doing so many things, we're multitasking. Yeah. And again, when in our busy lives, it's hard to mm -hmm. cultivate that active listening. Right. But 
once you do that, yeah. then you can be a lot more empathetic because right. you're actually taking in all the verbal and the nonverbal mm-hmm. cues. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, try to expand your friend circle and people that you know yeah. to involve include more people with diverse perspectives, right? Yeah, sure. And that's the other challenge is yeah. like we tend to congregate with people that are more like us, mm-hmm. that we have more things in common. Absolutely. Um, and then we were just talking, you know, during the break how it's difficult to kind of, you know, empathize with people that may be different from you, may yeah. have different opinions yeah. or different yeah. loyalties. Yes. And how do you how do you then be empathetic to them is trying to understand where they come from yeah. and have those diverse perspectives and diverse opinions that yeah. surround you so that you're constantly challenged to yeah. think differently and be more understanding right yeah. um, and then understand your your own triggers your own biases embrace your own vulnerability yeah if you know that there are certain things that are triggers for you yeah be conscious about them but then also understand how that's impacting your decision making, right? Like, especially, you know, it could be at work. Mm-hmm. If you're a manager or a leader, you have to be fair. You have to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent across the board and yeah. not let your personal biases come in. And how are you going to be empathetic with someone who may be very different from you yeah. and that you may not see eye to eye, but it's still your responsibility yeah. Yeah. to, you know, be empathetic with yeah. them just like you are with other people. Right. Same thing at home. Like, how do you teach? that to your kids yes right yeah you have to model those behaviors yourself mm-hmm. are you listening to them are you helping them see diverse perspectives if they come to you and talk about maybe some differences that they had with other kids or a different perspective yes. do you take the time to sit down and talk to them about it yeah. and say you know what yes, yes. i mean they may say this or that, yeah. but, you know, there's always two sides to the coin yeah. or what have you, yeah. like exploring those conversations, That's right? True. Yeah. And then um, anticipating other people's needs. That's another way of being empathetic, right? Yeah. So you're not just focused on what needs to get done and what you have to do and what your contribution is to that particular situation or conversation, but you're trying to understand what would Lella need, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you're trying to be proactive in that situation. And that also helps with practicing empathy. Um, And then we said, you know, recognize your biases. um, And those are really the key things. So really, really active listening, asking a lot of questions, be curious, even if you're, you know, in the elevator, and you see someone and you're having a conversation, ask more meaningful conversations, you know, get to know your coworkers or get to know your friends and have deeper conversations, Mm -hmm. not just about, you know, I don't know, the weather, the politics or kids, but truly connecting at that level where you understand where the other person's coming from what life experiences they felt what are they going through what are their challenges now and you know and that's where you have that deeper connection Mm -hmm. to feel empathetic with them and then you get more forgiving too right because you you brush off things you brush off conflicts because you understand no that person's going through you know a lot right now so i want to give them grace right it's a lot easier to do that when you understand what they're going through right so those are some things but we should switch gears and talk about gratitude. Yes. Right? And before we start, I had a quote actually from Eckhart Tolle. Yes. Um, if the only prayer you say in your entire life is thank you, that'll be enough. 
you know that is so, beautiful yeah, yeah. that's beautiful yeah. and Eckhart Tolle is one of the gurus right yes, of, of of gratitude of mindfulness and you know when it first when his concepts and his uh, um you know thoughts started yeah. getting discussed there was a lot of you know people would scoff at it and they're yeah. like oh all this you know mindfulness mm -hmm. stuff and this and that right <laughs> it's like oh you know i'm we don't need this stuff yeah. it's all the it's all the fluff but yeah. again there is so much of research and science yeah. and um gratitude is even even more stronger and powerful and gratitude is actually being used to treat mental health Oh, right yeah. uh practicing gratitude yeah. is actually one of the interventions of helping people with mental health issues oh, so I mean, you know empathy is does yeah. play a role well, but yeah. gratitude actually plays a very important role and it gets prescribed i yeah. mean if you're Ooh. seeing a therapist yeah. or a counselor yeah. they're going to ask you to do certain things that are going to be involving developing their yes. gratitude yeah. so so gratitude basically we all know the word gratitude mm -hmm. it's, it's you know empathy maybe like you have to understand what empathy yeah. is but gratitude is just feeling thankful yes. yeah. feeling grateful Bring for it. something or someone yeah as simple as the term it is again yeah. what it does to your brain your mind yeah. and your body yeah. is amazing yeah. you know so at a neurological level, mm -hmm. gratitude actually regulates your sympathetic nervous system. So you mm -hmm. have the sympathetic nervous system that makes you sweat, that makes you, you know, your heart yeah. uh, pump or what have you. Um, there's, you know, all these anxiety responses, right, that yeah. your sympathetic nervous system that actually creates. At the psychological level, it conditions the brain mm -hmm. to filter out negative thoughts. Okay. So again, it's, you know, when, when people said, you know, you think the positive thoughts thoughts and good things will happen there's actually some meaning to it okay. it's not that you're it's you're projecting something out into the universe and it's coming back yeah. for skeptics out there yes it may not be that yeah, yeah. but it's actually where you're wiring your brain mm -hmm. to think more positively yeah so that when you are in a stressful situation mm -hmm. when you're going through a crisis mm -hmm. in your life or you're trying to help somebody else in crisis right. you have the resilience the mm -hmm. emotional resilience mm -hmm to handle it better yeah. because you have trained your brain, brain. okay right That's so again it doesn't have to be like you know you you don't have to do this out of the altruism of your heart yeah. right? <laughs> right you don't want to be you know you don't want to be mother teresa you don't want to win an yeah. award for yeah. um you know being grateful or empathetic do it for yourself mm -hmm. right uh, because anxiety is as we talked about like the amygdala right you have that fight flight or yeah. freeze response yes there's three responses mm -hmm. that it just circulates yeah. when you're afraid of something say you get into a car wreck or you get really really angry with someone or you know you're getting mugged at gunpoint there's only three reactions that's mm -hmm. going to come it's going to be fight flight or you freeze yeah right yeah but when you start practicing gratitude mm -hmm. and have these positive uh, training in the brain, mm -hmm. then it helps you deal with crisis in a much calmer way. Mm -hmm. Your anxiety is going to be lower. Yeah. So if normally your anxiety is here, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you have a stressful situation, it's going to be here. Yeah. But if you're constantly practicing gratitude, yeah. your anxiety level is going to be lower than what your normal was. Oh. So when you are dealing with a crisis, yeah then you are much better equipped yeah. to mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. So 
it helps in reducing anxiety, helps with stress, mm -hmm. you know. And like I said, it is um, a very powerful way of dealing with mental health and uh, issues in different people. So they actually use empathy in treating people that are, you know, sociopaths or narcissists oh. that only think about themselves, right? Wow. But if okay. you start practicing empathy and forcing them to do exercises mm -hmm. that help with empathy and gratitude, yeah. then you see that now you're not going to completely cure someone yeah, yeah. if that's their personality yeah, type yeah. or that personality disorder, yes. but it equips them mm -hmm. to interact and deal with other people right. in a much better way. Mm -hmm. And you can't do this with meds. Yeah. There's no medicine. You can't take yeah. a pill <laughs> that will have the same reaction okay. to yeah. activating the brain oh. cells and the mirror neurons. Okay. So the only way to do it is by practicing it and actually doing it right that is so, very fascinating isn't it yeah so just a simple thank you yeah. right where it's coming from the heart the heart yes. is actually good for your heart yeah <laughs> it's actually good for your heart yes. because it yeah. helps in reducing cardiac illnesses like you know there's like tons and tons yeah. of research again so again if you don't want to do it for anybody else, do, do it for yourself. yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's my take home today. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it, it just do it for yourself, yeah. if not for anyone else. Right. And the world's going to be a better place. place. And, yeah. and you're going to be healthier. Yes, and the side effect <laughs> is going to be the world's a better place and for you, right? So, yeah, it has yeah. positive side effects. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to delve a little bit about why, why I chose, you know, gratitude and empathy and why these are important things to think about. Um, there's, you you know, psychologist, there's research. So psychologists believe that emotional resilience, right? How strong we are in being able to deal with things, mm -hmm. whether it's crises or whatever it is, just being able to be emotionally resilient. Right. There are six components to it. Uh, first is the social competence. Okay. Okay. Your ability to stand out among mm -hmm. others and to be able to win a situation. So you're okay. competent in social situations. Oh. That's okay. one um, aspect of it. Then problem solving. Yeah. Just when you're thrown with a situation, yeah. how quickly you're able to focus on the solutions and mm -hmm. sometimes proactively you know, solve things yes. so you can be a better problem solver. Then there's autonomy, mm -hmm. the motivation to exercise freedom. You want to be able to make your own decisions. Then you have forgiveness, and that's your inner power to let go of something, mm -hmm. right? That yeah. has hurt you or upset you or what have you, yeah. and you forgive someone. And then the two other things are empathy and gratitude, right? Yeah. So, you know, problem solving, social competence, autonomy, forgiveness, those are, again, things that you can continue to develop and work on. Mm -hmm. But these two, empathy, and gratitude are in some ways the easiest yes you know things that you can work on mm -hmm. to help with your overall emotional resilience yes and there's enough research to say that it actually has physical benefits like problem solving may not have health benefits yeah social competence may not have health benefits for you yeah but these are two things that actually have research supported, yeah. you know, health yeah. benefits for you yeah. and are being used in dealing with mental health, um, you know, issues. So empathy is, again, the strength to feel others and look, you know, and understand where they're coming from. And then gratitude. So when you're managing these positive emotions like satisfaction, happiness, pleasure, gratitude enhances our emotional resilience and mm -hmm. builds our inner strength to combat stress. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why they say, you know, and there are different things that you can do. You can have a gratitude journal. Yes. You can write letters, you know, gratitude letters. Ooh. Like a lot of times, um, you know, like. Even Who are you writing these letters? Anyone that made a difference. Oh. You know, anyone that you're thankful for. Really? That either directly impacted yeah. you or yeah. someone else. Oh. You know, um, yeah. it could be your your teacher from middle school yeah. that maybe had a lasting impact and yeah. you never got to say thank you to her okay. or him. Yeah. And you write a letter to them um, why it's important and imagine the joy that they would experience yes. in getting something. Maybe they haven't heard for you in like 20 yeah. years, yes. right? Yeah. And they suddenly get a letter in the mail or Same. email yeah. or whatever letter. it yeah. is, right? Um, or you're acknowledging someone on social media. Yeah. But, you know, the joy that it gives you yeah. in showing their gratitude towards the other person yeah. and the joy that the recipient feels yeah. on being acknowledged yes. for something that they may not have even known mm -hmm. made an impact on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's again, a way, very easy way yeah. of practicing gratitude. Yeah. Um, you know, I, during the break, we were talking about this gratitude circle that yes. we did, you yeah. know, you get together with friends and you sit down and you just share or express one thing that you're grateful for yeah. about the other person yeah. that you appreciate. Or you respect, you know. Yeah, yeah. or you respect about yeah. the other person yes. that you appreciate about yeah. the other person. And not only it gives you joy in sharing that, mm -hmm. but the person that receives it yes. also feels grateful and thankful about receiving that compliment. Yes. So yeah. there you're activating two people mm -hmm. and in that feel yeah. good, right? right. Yeah. And uh, there's actually, you know, these hormones and 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 the signs behind again how does gratitude actually help improve health yeah right you have um several different hormones that get released okay okay from from your body from your brain when you feel that gra gra the gra gratitude feeling or that positive feeling mm. of gratefulness yes. you have oxytocin mm -hmm. you have dopamine mm -hmm. you have serotonin mm -hmm. these are all those hormones that are the feel-good hormones right right so when you again if you do a fu functional mri mm -hmm. on someone mm -hmm. and the fascinating part of um the gratitude is that it has long-term effects yeah so there hasn't been like enough research on empathy to say that there's long-term effects mm -hmm. but with gratitude they did study on a group right mm -hmm. and they got them together it was a pilot and they said sit down and write a letter to someone that you never got to say thank you for something right okay. and they did that exercise mm -hmm. and then they kept you know monitoring these individuals and through functional MRIs yeah. where you could see like which parts of your brain mm -hmm. were fired up yeah. and you know the hormone release in your brain Three months later, mm -hmm. even three months after yeah. that act of writing a letter, mm -hmm. they saw this group still had the same functional MRI where the benefits of doing that one act, yeah. one act of yeah. writing a letter, yeah. three months later, yeah. you could still see the benefits of it oh, wow. in that individual's brain. So it fired up this thing and it had long lasting mm, yes. uh, effects, but, which is why there's, you know, like therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists are like really using gratitude mm -hmm. as a way of, you know, dealing with anxiety, dealing with stress mm -hmm. and helping with that positivity and constantly training your brain to think positive thoughts, to be grateful, to be thankful. Um, I know, literally and, have goosebumps when you 
said that, right? That it has like that ever that long term. And effect. it's funny because yeah. as we were growing up, and even now, like, and I, I, I would always make fun of my mom. Like, so for any time, anything, she's like, shook her, you know, shook yeah, her is yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. For anything, how are you yeah. doing, mom? Shook her. Like, you know, if something's even going bad, like, shook her. And yeah. I'm like, mom, like, seriously, <laughs> this is happening. And this is, but yes. like, you know, yes. there's yes. science that that's yes. why she was so calm. You yes. Know? yes. You know? And, you know, you think about like, you have the saying, there's always, you know, a silver lining to every great cloud and things yes. like that. There's a lot of like, you know, philosophy behind yeah. it, but then there's actually science supporting that when you yeah. always look at, you know, and then I would think like if you did research on pessimists versus optimists, mm -hmm. the health benefits, I'm sure, are going to be, you can see yes. a drastic difference because, you know, you're talking about, um, uh, you, you're talking about all these stress hormones, right, that when you're constantly in a state of panic or anxiety, and that's your normal state of functioning, yeah. where you're always worrying about something, or you're always, then you you have digestive health issues. You're gonna end up with ulcers. You have like so many things, because think about it, you're wearing your body down mm -hmm. by those negative emotions constantly. Right. If yeah. you have anger, or if you have anxiety, or yeah. if you're depressed, you're yeah. sad, all of these emotions not only wear you down mentally, yeah. but physically, they wear you down too. Yes. And you end up with health issues. Right. So on the flip side, when you have empathy and gratitude and you practice these positive yeah. emotions, right. then you you know, things like blood pressure, mm -hmm. right? Things like, again, anxiety and just things where you stress out and you get worried. Yeah. And if you're constantly working on, you know, trying to have more oxytocin or more dopamine or more yeah. uh, serotonin being released in your yeah. body, you're going to, because these are, they are called the feel good hormones. Yes. They're called the pleasure hormones mm -hmm. because they make you feel good. Yeah. And that sense of well being. Mm -hmm is also like, you know, then when you're feeling good about yourself and you're feeling, you know, better, yeah. that's how your family yeah. and everyone around you. And yeah. then it's contagious, yes, right? It is. Yeah, it is that's contagious. what they say. The and smile is contagious, yeah. right? And see and the science. In, in fact, it. like yes. when you say, how do we practice gratitude? Some of the simple things is, you know, smile more often. Yeah. Appreciate nature. Yeah. You know, even if you're thinking about like, what do I appreciate today, or what yeah. am I grateful for? Yeah. Grateful for this beautiful weather, Mother. right? Yeah. You walk outside and it's cold, but the sun's out. Yeah. It's so bright. Yeah. You take a walk in the park. Yeah. Like that always re-energizes. Re mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. To think about that, appreciating nature, you can watch inspiring videos. Mm -hmm. um, I do this very simple thing every Monday morning. I send out an email to all my doctors, to my entire department, yeah. right? And it's called Mindful Monday. Oh. And I'm just setting the tone for the entire yeah. week, right? Yeah. It'll be a picture or a quote or something. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Takes me less than 30 seconds to find something that resonates yeah. with me. And I just send it yeah. out. And people used to make fun of me because they're like, oh, she's not our administrator. She's a spiritual guru and this and that. But I, I kid time. you not, like over time, people mm -hmm. actually look for that email. Mm -hmm. If I don't send yeah. it, they're like, where, where, is it? Office, yeah. where is it? And I was like, yeah. and these are my students yeah. asking me. And yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't even know that you were paying attention yeah. to that, right? right? But simple things like that. Notice, savor, and absorb good things. Watch videos. Observe other people's gratitude. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even if you were having a conversation yeah. and yeah. being thankful about something, yeah. 
that also helps me think about like you know what am, what am I, I thankful yes. for yeah. and there's the benefits of that right. too so again lots of different ways of you know making the most of these positive emotions and it not only helps us be better individuals be better leaders be better parents be better members of society yeah. but it actually helps us in managing our stress and our anxiety and you know it's like mental health is a very general term but you know it's that emotional resilience mm -hmm. and that well-being okay. that everyone needs yes. you know you may not have a mental health concern yeah. or yeah. issue but you certainly want to be more emotionally resilient absolutely right? and be able to do better yeah uh, handle life better right? right yeah yeah and and then you're teaching this to your kids so yes. if you don't practice it yeah. yourself what kind of example are, are you, you setting, setting? and we were talking members. about the kids right so you want to share what you do with your kids for yes. gra <laughs> gratitude because I thought that's beautiful. I'm going to yeah. start that. So, so um, it, it's again an effort, right? Trying to make an eight and a 10 year old sit still for 10 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm proud of them because I started this, we've only been doing it for two weeks. Uh, at night, we do a guided mindfulness or a yeah. guided meditation kind of an exercise yeah. where we turn off the lights and I'm just finding things on YouTube where, yeah. you know, it guides us through. We're focusing on our breathing. Yeah. And then, you know, we think about one thing that we're grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, and you can do this over dinner time also. Yeah. You know, you're sitting and having dinner with your family yeah. and you, each one just expresses something that they're grateful for. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be generic like I'm grateful for my family yeah it could be a simple example like my sister cooked for me today because I was running late and you know yeah was not going to be right. able to make dinner for my family yeah. and I'm grateful for that yeah. yeah or my husband noticed that my back was hurting and came and gave me a back rub like yeah. it could be very small and yeah. specific actually it doesn't have to be I'm grateful for my family every day you're like I'm grateful yeah. for my family, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's actual acts of kindness yes. or simple examples yeah. that you can do or the mindfulness where you're ch teaching your kids. And it's important for me to. I'm doing it for myself, but right. I'm also wanting my kids to do it with me yeah. where we're calming our minds down before we go to right. bed, right? Yes. Where you're shutting off all devices and you're trying to shut your brain down yeah. and just focus on your breathing and think about something that you're grateful for in the day. Mm -hmm. and, and you fall asleep with that last yes. thing, yeah, right? right? And so you're not thinking about anything else, but you go to bed thinking about that one thing that you're grateful yeah. for. You sleep better. Yes. Your sleep wake cycle is better. Yeah. And the next morning, you you, you kind of you feel yeah. refreshed. Yes. And I've noticed that. You yeah. Know? I've seen and, my and kids sleep better. Yes. And yes, I've seen my son sleep better. Yes. And I was talking yeah. about boys. It's so hard, mm -hmm. but you know the the effect you can see immediately, right? Yes. yes. So that is and it's simple. Great. It's just ten minutes. Yes. You know. And I started with five minutes. Now we're at ten minutes, and I'm not going to increase yeah. it. Like even those ten minutes, if we get it to where they're able to focus. For those 10 yes. minutes that's a big you know difference because right. i know they're still fidgety yes. they're still probably yeah. thinking about something else yeah. but again the practicing you're developing thing. it right yes. from now baby so steps. yeah baby steps to yeah. try and keep doing that where you're committing it 
committing to it for yourself yeah. and then you're setting that example for and you're helping your children yeah. to kind of be more in tune of their emotions, yeah. be able to calm their brains exactly. down. And I've told them like today he had spelling me this morning and I was like, anytime you get anxious, yeah. just take three deep breaths, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it'll calm, it actually calms, it calms your heartbeat yeah. down, yeah. right? And the reason that they ask you to practice deep breathing is because it slows your heartbeat, heart oh, rate down. Okay. And that, that way you don't have that adrenaline Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Rush where yeah. you don't have that fight, flight, flight or yeah. freeze response. Right. Yes. You're calmer. Okay. And that's why even if you just do three breaths, right? Yeah. I, I tried like chanting Om with them, then yeah. it turns into this giggling spree. Yeah. So there's like different things that yeah. we've tried, but so far this ten minutes yes. of mindfulness and gratitude is working so fingers crossed we'll continue to do that yes <laughs> thank you thank you so much Mithali the hour has gone so fast <laughs> of course we have to continue this conversation sure. later but thank you for being here and uh, thank you to all our listeners um, we will be here same time same place next Monday thank you thank you